Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome back to part three of the Stompcast. I hope uh, whether you've kind of gone through all the episodes so far in one sitting or you've done this in, in its parts, Hope you've been enjoying the conversation. We're in Batsy Park, Spencer Matthews and I are chatting about, we're talking about everything really. We've talked about, oh, we have anything less to talk about. I think we have plenty. We're talking about from business to sobriety to decision making. I think this, this last part I really want to focus on that point of, right, if you're coming out of January and you've made a decision, whether it's to enter sobriety or whether you're dry January, whatever it is that you've started as a new goal, how do you actually stick to that? Because I'm fascinated by habits as like a behavioural like science, I guess, because we often have motivations to do things. Like, do you know what? I'm sick of eating too much chocolate or I don't know, whatever it is. Delicious though. Delicious indeed. But how, how do you actually stick to something? So I guess from your own experience, maybe with alcohol or other things, how do you create a habit and actually keep doing it in 12 months time? It's a difficult one, isn't it? But I, I, I suppose the reason that I was always a rubbish moderator, if we're going to use alcohol as the example, was because alcohol was still on the table. Mm. So for me, if I can just create a clean cut with something, so to remove alcohol as an option, right, just completely, like in your mind, I think, well, first and foremost, right, I think more often than not, you have control over your own actions. So you need, you know, it, it, giving things up and making purposeful changes to your habits if they're positive requires mental strength resilience it's not it, the whole point is it's not easy right so you have to push yourself and test yourself and that starts with you know in the case of most just not drinking so just when you feel like having a drink just don't have a drink right <laughs> that's like that's kind of the, the 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 beginning um and i think for me i don't know if i was to give any advice the the, the, the training thing like having a great relationship with the gym or walking or running is just so important. Like if I, you know, I have, a, I have a routine where I lift weights on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and I kind of run the other days. Not every day, not religiously, you know, but I think the difference between exercising and not exercising for me is enormous. It's so palpable, right? So I think having a nice clear mind and working out, you know, again, not to talk about Jamie all the time, but. Jamie never lifted weights before and we do a podcast together and I said, you know, you would really love it, right? Just come and bolt onto my sessions and, you know, he almost can't live without it now. I just think it's, it's a really good thing to do, right? So that helps because I often find that if you are working on other things, you know, your body as an example, you know, by dieting or, or lifting weights or whatever, then you almost don't want to ruin that, you know? So it's kind of, I know that on the days that I go for a really long, nice run and I put myself through a bit of pain, you know, you almost want that day to be a better day with food, right? Because you want to clock off, uh, uh, you know, with, with a lo- lovely day. So I don't know, that's just, that's just me again, personal experience. This isn't, you know, I'm not I think a professional I, I, trainer. I think there's, there's a really good point in that around, like when I'm listening to you, you kind of, you're taking something away that you decide you don't want to do anymore or you want to change and you're finding something that you get 
you really enjoy so like you feel that you're not losing out on like happiness or, or, or fun or whatever it's replacing it with something better and I think well, that's what I found in this initial period of time my concern was but I go to the pub with my friends on a Friday that is part of what I do with my routine I guess you can say it's part of your habit on a Friday to go and socialize so like how do I how do I keep this habit and actually genuinely feel that I'm benefiting from this decision? Because, because if you can make any choice in your life, you're going to change something. Surely it's because you believe that there's going to be a benefit to doing this. Like you're going to be better off, happier yes. or fitter or yeah. whatever it might be. And I think the key thing I have found is seeing why it's beneficial. So like you're saying like this alcohol on the table, think, oh, God, I'll have a drink. Like, no, because tomorrow morning I'm looking forward to that. Barry's boot camp class. That sounds yeah. a weird thing to say. Like, how can you look forward to that? But um, you're looking yeah, yeah. forward to that gym session, or you're thinking, Do you know what? I'm, for me, I, like, I, I love going out on the motorbike. I really want to be fresh to enjoy going out on the bike tomorrow. I ride so as well, by the way. So we should. We need uh, to do yeah, some yeah. riding. There you go. We'll go ride um, together. But, but it's you, feeling yeah. that there is a reason that you're better off. I think almost, isn't it? With any choice, like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Also, I think having a physical goal to achieve is handy. You know, just like whether it be a certain weight to hit, or whether it be you know, your first 10K or your first half marathon or a marathon, like there are so many like interesting and cool events, yeah. right, that you can do. Sign up to one, right? So like even if you're not a big runner or you haven't, you know, you're, like the idea of an Ironman is just crazy. Yes, Sign up to yeah, but, yeah, but, like, I'm know. not signing up to any Ironman. No, but what, what, I, what I would say is kind of like just find something that you yes, think you is outside of your comfort yes. zone. You know, I did a... Bear Grylls impression the other day and kind of came up with com comfort's the real killer which sounded like something he would say I don't think he has said it in the past but I was like I ended it with you know comfort's the real killer and it kind of is right I think when you're really comfortable and you're not pushing yourself and you're not testing yourself you can fall into you know a kind of well I know I can I can fall into a kind of slightly boring space where you feel unchallenged and and you know, almost, you know, unproductive, not in a work sense, but you're just, you know, I like pushing myself. I like thinking, what can I do that I feel like I might not be able to achieve? And you kind of work towards it until you do it and then do something else. You know, I just think, I don't know, like, I had no business. I did the Marathon de Sable in, in, uh, in October 2021 and I had no business being there at all. It's a 250 kilometer race across the Sahara Desert. And, it, and it's like, I'd never done an ultra before. I've only done like marathons and stuff, but, but like it, that was a huge step for me. My brother, who'd done it a few years, like 10 years ago, was like, you realize it's like a really serious thing. He's like, are you training? And I was like, yeah, like I'm doing the odd run. And so he was like, no, no, no. It's like, you're gonna, like, it's gonna, like, it's gonna harm you if you don't. And so like, obviously then in the build up to that, I was eating well, running more, just being healthier because I had this target to hit, right? So it's kind of like, I don't know. I feel if there's nothing to work towards, why would you be working? I think as human beings, we are absolutely designed to have the targets or goals to, to kind of work towards and creating that structure. Because you talked earlier on about like, say we're using the example of- You should do an Ironman, by the way. Like, I, I really don't- You could do it an though, and I think you should do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna hold it to be on the stone because I'm not yeah. committing to nine money. Harry's here nodding at me. Yeah. Abby, if I do it, will you do it? Yeah, yeah. Come <laughs> on, guys, do a halfy. Do your, a half. Didn't your, Abby, your brother. You did wouldn't it die though. Time. You wouldn't die. That's the thing. Abby's a, Abby is Abby is a very tough runner. She's she's a proper machine. Well, then like, you know she, you, you could do it. I could see you doing it. Cycle really slowly though, cycle like you're going to Sainsbury's or something. Yeah, but don't they do the time cutoffs though, like an Ironman? You have to like hit a certain speed or they cancel I think you have time. to be going very slowly to, to be cut off. <laughs> I, think yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're overestimating me here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate it, but 
But no, I think I think back to that point. I think so. If anyone basically right now, if you're coming out of January and you're thinking, right, I've I've stopped, I've, I've done dry January, I might continue it, or um, I want to, I don't know, stick to an exercise routine. Create parameters. I think that a you have goals and reasons you want to do it, but secondly, create that create that sense of discipline. Because I think it's a, it's a, it's a dirt, again, it's a dirty word. We've spoken about it before in the podcast. It's a dirty word that I think people don't want to use in well-being. Discipline and well-being doesn't feel right, does it? But you do have to be disciplined, don't you? Because you don't always. I know you say you love the gym, but I'm sure there are days like I kind of am a bit tired today. I don't necessarily yeah. want to go to the gym, but you have to go. No, I've committed to it. I'm going to go regardless how I feel. I'm going. And you actually said that point around alcohol. It's like I'm not regardless how I feel. You're not going to drink. Right? I think. I think if you. I think discipline is alarmingly important right i think it, in in any case so building a business yes. being fit being healthy being well without discipline you can't do it right if you allow yourself you know just to, to bend the rules all of the time yeah you're not going to get to where you want to go you know in the time that you're hoping for i imagine you know if you're dieting because you want to be a certain weight for a boxing fight or whatever but you allow yourself a block of Cadbury's every day, you're not going to get there, right? So it's kind of like, I think discipline is very important. And, you know, I think, you know, you've committed to a run on Saturday morning, you wake up and actually it's a bit cold and a bit windy. Just lace up and go anyway, right? Because if you do it, you will feel better. Like, like the pain you put yourself through will directly translate into feeling better and almost proud of yourself right you don't need to share everything even just i think pushing yourself through the boundaries and doing things that you perhaps you know are outside your comfort zone i think is good advice yeah absolutely so i think just to summarize that then i think it's understanding why you're doing something i think it's creating new goals trying new things effectively like like I would never have gone to a Barry's boot camp class before. But look now how good you look now, mate. Look how good you look. Well, you know thank I mean? you very much. But I, 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 think, um, I think it's something definitely for me that's been scary. I know other people might think, well, what the hell? But for me, that has always been scary. I've done that. And I think the sense of achievement of doing something new, I think, is really nice. And I think, yeah, apply, apply that discipline. And I think those are the kind of key features of, like, sticking to something. And check, check in on habits as well. Yeah. Like, what is, you know, back to the point of relationship, what is your relationship with it now? Has that changed? Is it still serving the new habit you created? Is it what you wanted it to be? Let's talk about parenthood, because you're a father now. You've got a family. So aside from thinking about the business and everything else, you, you obviously have got a family to raise. What yeah. are the things that, looking forward to the future, like, what are the things maybe that concern you bringing up children in this era are there things that you think oh gosh you've seen social media you've seen tv you've seen all those kind of things are there things that you think oh i'm worried about that or do you feel that you've got it all kind of sorted in terms of how to protect your children in this space not not at all i, f- I find i find social media terrifying for children i think it's you know i think i use social media in a very specific way right and it has there is a goal behind it and that is to to you know perhaps help people with drinking habits, you know, to build the Cleanco brand, you know, to, you know, gain listeners for Big Fish, you know, you know, that there is a reason behind it, you know, I don't use social media to advertise, you know, what I'm eating or where I am, you know, I just don't see personally the point of it, you know, and, and I think it can be quite dangerous. It's so easy to fall into holes of really caring what people think about you. And I just think it's, you know, social media can be incredibly dangerous, particularly for young people. Um, and no, I do find it deeply concerning, you know, because obviously, thankfully, my kids are, you know, really young, so they're a while away from 
using social time. media and I suspect Instagram, you know, won't be Instagram by the time they're teenagers or whenever they'd be using it. So, you know, I'm less worried about that, but it'll be the next thing, right? So it's kind of, I just feel that they're four, two and eight months, but um, my three kids, but mm. I, uh, no, I think it's terrifying. And I also think it's kind of, um, you know, it's so easy to spoil your kids, right? And I just, I, I'm slightly concerned about that. You know, I just think obviously they're quite young and you want to give your kids the things that they love, right? And, you know, it's, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not wandering around saying it's like a full-on concern that my kids are going to be spoiled, yeah. but I think... I think it's very honest of you, you know, like, to, to, to say that, though, because people often are afraid to, to kind of say that, especially these days, but, like, when, you know, we're in a situation where so many people are struggling at the moment and so on, but I guess to be honest and say, look, do you know what, there is also worry that you don't want to, you know, kind of create this kind of bubble that they don't have, like, but I don't, comparison, I, yeah, I guess, as to I what... I don't so much mean it in the sense yeah. we're going to spend loads of yeah. money on them, you know, toys... You know, you can give kids, you know, things that aren't expensive and they love it. It's more well, you just, like just I'm toy, worried about raising them properly, <laughs> right? Because I think it's really important to have both sides to it. You need to give them a bit of tough love, you know, particularly nowadays, I think. And I don't know, like, you know, I, I grew up in a lovely home and, you know, my family had money. And I think that's, you know, people think that about me anyway. But I was also brought up by, you know, my father's from Sheffield and he was he was pretty like you know like it was it was weak to cry right we couldn't like, like i saw you know any kind of emotional weakness was was very weak when we were young and you know all of which are things that i think um have evolved a bit now and you know you can understand them differently but i remember you know if i fell off my bike and i was in real pain uh i could like crying wasn't really an option right i had much older brothers yeah. and and, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm by no means saying that I had a difficult childhood. No. I'm just saying that I was brought up in, no, a, in a way that was, you know, hard work was drilled into me at a really young age. You know, my, my, my brother, my dad, they're, they're machines. They work like animals, right, for what they have, right? <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah. I think it's quite easy yeah. to kind of look at us and go, oh, that, no, you I know, rich family or whatever. Yeah. So I kind of like, well, you know, they, 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 uh, they built that. Worked you know. hard. Worked hard for it. Indeed. Well, my dad's works, you know, like a dog his entire life, right? He was, you know, from Sheffield and was a, you know, paperboy, then a mechanic, and you know, he kind of came from, kind of came from nothing. And it's, I don't know. Anyway, I'm, I'm rambling no, I now, but I think, I think, I, 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 I want to make sure that I instill, you know, proper values in my kids. You find it interesting looking at like, so my family and certainly being from West Wales and rugby background and that kind of thing, are very similar. I think you don't cry, get on with it, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Do you, is it, do you find it interesting that, that that world has changed quite a lot now? Now we know kind of some of that stuff. Yes, clearly I think, you know, I don't think you can have an extreme on both sides, yeah. clearly. But we're definitely moving away, aren't we, from, from that of going, OK, like if you're crying, like why? And like, yeah. are you actually injured? No, OK, let's, you know. Yeah, yeah. It almost feels like more of a conversation with parenting than perhaps like parenthood before. I felt like my dad was like, do this. I'm like, why? Just do it. Does yes. that make sense? Yes, yeah, yeah, no, no. You actually have a bit more dialogue, maybe, with children about why things are these yeah. days. No, no, absolutely. And look, I, again, I hope I'm not making my dad sound like a bad dad, yeah, but, you know, I, I kind of... You've grown the you know, times, though. That's the times, right? And I'm sure yeah. when we're older, they'd be like, oh, gosh, they did this, look at that now. And the yeah, yeah. research will come out and it'll be like, oh, why did they do that? You but, know? you know, I even find myself at times, and I find it a bit... I, I kind of have to have a word with myself sometimes if Theodore cries or is you know, what I would perceive to be wet or weedy, mm. you know, I, 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 can, I can be a bit like, you know, stop, you know, like I could get quite 
like, like I just want him to not be like that. He's a kid, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like, I, th- I think I need to kind of take myself out that's of what it was like for me when I was yeah, sure, sure. a kid, yeah. And, and just perhaps be, I mean, I'm very loving to my kids and I'm probably just yeah. waffling and being a bit open, but you know, I, I'm, I want to make sure that they have really strong, you know, moral values and that they're good, turn out to be good people. You know, I just, I think it's so many, so well, many That's ultimately what you want really, is your children to be healthy and happy and generally yeah. good people. Right, shall we go and do our health fact of the week? Because we are, we've, I've taken a lot of your time and... Uh, Mate, we're on our yeah, fifth lap, it. I think. Yes, we've, we've done about really, half really done well. I'm doing four stomps in, in tw- uh, 48 hours. So Excellent. Good, uh, my stepometer's going to be chaos. Um, Let's do our health fact of the week. So, so we've done 7K, eh? Fuck yes. It. See you later, mate. Who yeah. needs a run? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Walking is fantastic. That's why I love it. You just, good podcast or whatever, if you're listening to The Big Fish, whatever it is, or the yeah, Stompcast, yeah. and off you go, guys. Off you go. Right. Health Fact of the Week. So, given our topic of conversation, um, the British Liver Trust has reported that alcohol consumption is the most common cause of liver disease in the UK, which accounts for six in ten cases. And drinking alcohol increases the risks of seven different types of cancer. Most of these are gastrointestinal tract cancers, um, but does include breast and bowel being two of the most common types associated with drinking alcohol. I think it's an interesting one that in society we talk a lot about, if you say smoking, often a word that will come up very quickly is cancer. Yeah. Say alcohol, cancer doesn't come up. Fun. Fun. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But alcohol doesn't really come up, does it? And and I think it's probably because you don't, it's something you don't want to talk about if you're involved in that party, right? You don't want to, you don't want to talk about it. But alcohol is, by definition, a type 1 carcinogen, yeah. as is tobacco, which effectively means is that we have enough scientific data and understanding to say that it is heavily associated with cancer. It's quite a hidden truth, isn't it? I mean, yeah. Um, again, you know, we've, we've never kind of, Clinco in particular, but also, you know, I've never come at this, you know, tackling alcohol in in this way but i mean yeah you're a doctor and you know it's it it is i think you know it's not going to be enlightening to people to i think people understand right that alcohol's bad for you but it's just it's a it's normalized in society to the point where um i think people are very willing and happy to ignore it i think it's interesting though and i i think you're right people are and i'm not like patronizing people by saying at all but i I, even myself when i kind of reread that i was like oh yeah but you know what kind of like you become detached from it. it's not that you don't know it's that sense of detachment you get because you're like well everyone else is doing it so even though it's there as a known thing yeah you don't affiliate with it does that make sense it's like it's almost like an accepted thing so i, I don't yeah. know i, I just no, find exactly. it inter- i just find it interesting again we're not you've seen not a big drop off in smoking here. though have you oh yeah I mean, smoking rates are massively on the decline um you know and you see there's even conversations now i guess with smoking around like whether it, sh- whether it will be legal, what will be the parameters around younger people that are getting older. There's a whole new conversation about vaping, which is, I think, a really interesting one. We're seeing, we're kind of seeing vaping as like, I'm not comparing it to smoking in terms of its damages, because I think you ca- they're astronomically different. However, breathing air versus How are they vaping, different? Just having, I'm not t- quite, yeah, I, I, no, don't, so, I don't know. Well, Can you tell me? So cigarettes are full of hundreds if not thousands of different kind of chemicals that are affiliated with cancer, with heart disease, strokes and so on and just general damage to your lungs and body. Vaping is a fractional 
amount of that. So basically, you've obviously got this vaporized nicotine that's supposed to was designed to ease and abate those who have addiction towards nicotine and be a replacement because effectively you're giving the nicotine hit, but you've removed most of the damaging effects. The concerns is with vaping is that we don't really have the kind of longevity of data to absolutely say that it is safe. And there's these conversations around popcorn lung and other forms of damage you can get from from vaping that are very real. And I think the concern is, it's not about saying, oh right, you're smoking and now vaping. Fantastic, obviously smoking and going to vaping is a huge you know, shift in the risk to your own health. But breathing air as a non-smoker and then starting vaping as a young developing person yeah. who was 15, 16, is a huge concern, I think. And you see, and you look at, this is where marketing sometimes, you go, oh, it's a bit uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable truth. I mean, if you, go, if you walk around bus stops around Battersea, you see the vaping adverts on the bus stops. Why do they put them there? Because that's where kids get the bus to school, right? Yeah. Let's be frank about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that's, a, that's definitely a question. I wonder in five, ten years' time whether there'll be a big, like, oh, gosh, we probably should have stopped that at the time. Yeah, I think marketing with mainstream alcohol is going to become a challenge i think you know, as it did with or sport and alcohol yeah but as it did with with smoking you know i i think alcohol global alcohol sales are in decline albeit marginally but still they're in decline um and i think it's just interesting to see i had a conversation i won't name him just in case he doesn't want to be named but a, you know major a-list celebrity about potentially working with us in cleanco in in the States, you know, a young guy. And he said, you know, I got offered this and that to be the face of a tequila brand and stuff. And he, he said, honestly, like, no amount of money can make yeah, me do it. It's, it's kind of like, to him, he said, it's the same as having his face on packs of cigarettes. He was like, I don't understand it. And I said, well, you know, we, we've not said that or taken it that far, but I kind of agree, right? It's kind of... Yeah, well, I mean, look at some, some listeners will remember, some maybe too young, but, you know, I'm a big Formula One fan. It wasn't that long ago yeah. that we had very famous cigarette brands covered over our Formula One cars and like kind of this kind of idolizing of going watching motor racing and motor riding and smoking. And that was that was not that long ago that that was a genuine thing. Like smoking was put alongside top level athlete sport. Yeah. You know, and famously, I guess, uh, Ronaldo recently moved uh, said can of whatever out of the way and said agua or whatever, water, yeah. which I thought was actually fantastic. And I really respected that. The price of Coke that. dropped by $4 billion. Yes, dollars yeah, the yeah. share price, the share end yeah. of day, I think share was dropped by like 1.52 billion. So uh, there we go. Well, Spencer, thank you so much for your time. I really enjoyed this. We've kind of, we've gone here, there and everywhere. I think we're both quite similar in a sense that we have all these different thoughts about things and we've had a conversation that's gone in all sorts of directions, but I've really, really enjoyed it. And we have, how far did we say? What's the total now? Harry on the four and a half miles we've had a really good stomp we're both kind of fast-paced stompers i would say Fabulous. so thank you so much for being open and generous and yeah just really sharing your experience i've no doubt that the listeners will really appreciate that and uh, you know we wish you the best of luck great and I look forward to sober and social the party on saturday as well which is wicked my first alcohol free um actual social organized party which will be really good fun so well, thank you hope, very much we hope you love it and thanks for having me on mate great yeah, pleasure wicked. thank you mate take care everyone thanks for joining us on the Stompcast. uh whether you've done this in three parts or one part it doesn't matter you've done something beneficial for your physical and your mental health good luck take care and bye
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 